We ain't scared. We're coming back for more. More about fear. Those leaders that are leading with fear. What does that look like? And what does that do to the team? <laughs> oh lord i can drag this out all day long it is your birthday kimberly it is it is my birthday today thank you for that happy that is birthday <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you how have you started off celebrating your birthday today? Let me tell you, it started early. It started early with a blast from the past text from someone that we both used to work with. And so that was just a really nice start to my day. I had a great back and forth text last night with someone else that we used to work with that was another great blast from the past. And then later this morning, I get this call that I get every year. It always sneaks up on me that is another, I mean, the third blast from the past. And uh, this was really my brother's best friend when he was growing up. Yeah. And this guy, he never fails, never misses my birthday or Christmas. And he calls me and, do I call him? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. We had that conversation. But he was just, I mean, we, so we grew up in the same town and I was asking him about, what about this person? What about that person? And so we were just having a real good catch up moment. He really should be a comedian because he had me laughing and got me ready for the day, uh, a good day. And what was so fun, the funnest part of the conversation was we started at the very end talking about this podcast. And he's like, what? What about this podcast? And so I sent him the link. And then he texts me later. He goes, I listen to your podcast. Call me back. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he was just giving us big kudos on the podcast. He loved it. He wants to, you know, tell everybody he knows. And it just, it was a real boost for the day. He's like, keep going. Y'all are doing awesome. I loved it. That's fantastic. It sounds like you are off to a great start for the day, starting at 5.15. Uh, how fun is that? That sounds like it's a great day. Yes, it's been a great day. I even had a cookie delivery already. You did? Hot, hot warm cookies from Tiff Treats today. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I had to eat it. Tiff Treats, yeah, so good. Yeah. My husband says, what are you going to do with those? I was like, what do you think I'm going to do with them? I'm going to eat them. He's all into his, you know, health kick. I'm like, oh, no, brother, I'm going to eat this. (laughs) We ain't let a good cookie go to waste. No, not warm ones. Come on. All right. So on this last episode, I know we ran out of time. I had a question about how do you identify fear for yourself? Uh And I was just curious what is it? Do you have something that that you identify in your normal everyday working environment? What happens that makes you think, hey, am I fearful right now? Oh, that's right. Because you want to punch fear in the face, girl. You were like, <laughs> I'm ready. I, I'm yeah. scuba. Once I see this, I'm going all in. So what do you see? What happens? Well, you know, it's not scientific. I can tell you that. It's uh, not this big psychology lesson. But It is, you know, I said before, there are the times when there is no doubt it's fear. I am shaking in my shoes. My palms are sweating. My heart is racing. And there is no doubt that what's going on is fear, right? I'm very, very uncomfortable. But then there are other times when it just kind of sneaks up on you and it's just this fog going on in the back of your head. And I realize it. It comes, starts to come to the front of my brain when I realize I'm not doing something, I'm putting something off. I'm procrastinating something. 
Ah. And so that is my aha moment. And sometimes it's in the heat of the moment when I have put it off for so long and it is now staring me in the face and I have no option but to deal with it because now it's so big or that I have enough time on my plate and I'm looking through my to-do list and I keep putting this one thing off. Yeah. And I realize that I'm putting it off because either I don't know how to do it, I'm fearful of not doing it well, or I have a fear of of challenging someone that's above me, having a conversation that may not go well, or I, that I might disappoint someone. So it's in that moment that I'm procrastinating that I realize that it is quite possibly fear. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You see something that uh, you got on your to-do list and it just keeps going over to the next day, Mm -hmm. then the next day, Mm -hmm. then the next day. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, how come this is not getting done? That for you is the trigger of something is going on. I need to sit here and think about not the task, but I need to think about why I have allowed this to go on for so many days, weeks, however long it is, months, right? I am not moving forward for some sort of a reason, and I need to dig deep, and I need to sit and think about it. And I guess that would require some level of honesty with yourself, right? I mean, if you're asking yourself those questions in some sort of self-reflection, you you could just say, well, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I, it's, it's a bunk project, or it's not value-add, or that's somebody else's priority and not mine. Yes, yes. I think you have to, in my mind, for me, I have to allow fear to be an option. It's possible that it's fear, where some people are like, oh, I don't fear anything, right? For me, it is a possible answer to why I am putting this off. It's possible that it is low priority. It's possible that it is no value add, but it's also possible that it could be fear. And so I allow that to be one of the options when I'm going through those questions of why am I putting this off? Uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic in terms of allowing that even just to be one of the the choices, right? I mean, that's that's really good. For me, I will tell you there are there's one thing that in my everyday life, I genuinely like being around people. I like talking to people. I enjoy people interactions. Mm-hmm. When I start to close off and I start to close my door or I start to avoid Mm-hmm. those interactions, mm-hmm. I know something is going on. I, I immediately think to myself, why am I avoiding saying hello to people? It's as basic as that. Sure. I really just want to make a beeline to my office, shut my door, and start working on whatever project, presentation, proposal that I need to knock out. And I just think, as a leader, I can't do that. I've got to say hello. I've got to engage. (laughs) I can't, as much as I want to, I can't do that. That's not what is expected of me as a leader. So when I have that feeling internally, I just think, okay, what's going on? What is on my to-do list or what am I working on right now that could potentially be causing me some stress, which may be leading to some internal fear around very similar things, right? How I'll be perceived whether or not I can do it, the level of quality that I might be able to bring to the table. Do I understand how to do it? Yeah, so that is definitely my trigger is when I see myself wanting to close in. And 
Listen, I got to be honest. When I start grabbing for the fifth Hershey's kiss, (laughs) I know something is going on. (laughs) Something is really happening because I'm looking for a little comfort yeah. From a chocolate bar. That's your whoopee, right? Your it's your melting whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. I just you know, sometimes when I don't know what to do, I can't eat. <laughs> I know how to do that. <laughs> and I know how to eat chocolate for sure. Sometimes it's chocolate, sometimes it's french fries, but I do know how to eat. And so I same thing. When I start finding myself just shoving things in, I'm like, what is going on here? And it can often be fear. Yeah. And, it's, and it stops you in your tracks. It stops you in your tracks. But for me, the fun part of it, not necessarily fun, but the the part that brings me some sense of comfort is when I do realize it's fear. I'm like, oh, okay. So now we can ask a whole other set of questions like, is this completely irrational? Is this based on fact? Is there unfounded information here. Why? And I start going through a whole other list of questions to to deal with it. Because once you get it, then you're like, all right, so now we can deal with it now that we know it, it's fear. That's right. Uh, that is on the money. It's There is some level of satisfaction to say, all right, I'm scared of something. I'm fearful of something right now. Okay, let's dig in even a little bit deeper. And mm-hmm. for me, when I think about that, I start going to trying to separate fact from emotion. It's what has been said, what has been done, what have I done in the past? Am I capable of doing this? And really trying to separate any of that negative emotion from the situation. And oh gosh, nine times out of 10, most oftentimes I'm sitting there going, this feeling is not legit. It's not real. It's not found in anything that is going on in my environment. I don't know what you've what you've experienced. Yeah, same thing. It's just it's, it can be just all in my head and I've made it up and I've made it way bigger than what it needs to be. So when I start boiling it down and get down to the bottom of that funnel, I'm like, it's just me. So that's when you kick into, you know what, just do it afraid or go get some help, go talk through it with someone. There's a, you know, once you get through that second list of questions, then here comes the question of what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to let it rule me. I'm not going to let it overcome me. I'm going to go do something about it. And so there's a several other things that I go and do. That's great. So number one is really understanding yourself to know what is the behavior that is likely rooted in fear and then explore that, asking yourself yep. some questions. Then it's separating fact from emotion, even though the emotion is real. Is it founded in facts? Right. Is it founded in something that is is real? That's it. And then you're going to go another step further and you're going to say, what gap do I have? What do I need to go and learn more or know more about? Three steps. Yeah, or go do about it. What am I going to do about it is my kind of my last thing. What's my action? Because I'm going to do something. I'm not going to let it rule me. Yeah. So now that's good. That's good. That's good stuff, Pepper. (laughs) What do you think about leaders who rule with fear? I, I don't, I haven't personally worked with leaders who ruled with fear, but I'm just curious have you seen that? And really, at the end of the day, what are the impacts to the team in your in your mind? Mm. I, I well, like you, I have never 
never had a leader that ruled with fear, right? So I've never had a leader that I was afraid of because they were doing something that made me afraid of them. Um, I have been fearful maybe of a leader, but realizing that it's my own internal fear, my fear of not um, performing up to their expectations and things like that. So it's, un- it's again, it's that unfounded. They've never said, hey, Kim, do it or else. It's just an internal fear. But I have, yes, I have seen other leaders lead with fear, meaning lead with a negative emotion and maybe some harsh vocabulary with it to get people to do what they want them to do or to stop doing something that they don't want them to do rather than having just a regular adult conversation. So a one-two punch, it comes with some strong emotion. If it's anger, frustration, disappointment, however it is, but it's this negative emotion coupled with some, I like the way you put it, harsh vocabulary. Harsh vocabulary uh, that is not uplifting may include some curse words somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So is it getting heavy or what? <laughs> it's so Can you say, deep. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, well, the thing is, it's kind of hard to talk about fear like, hey, everybody, let's talk about fear. <laughs> it's heavy. It's a heavy subject. We got to keep going. Keep pushing. Punch fear in the face. Let's keep going. I completely agree. Let's keep going. We've talked a little bit about kind of the long-term impacts to a team and whether or not that's a a lever you want to use as a leader. So if we have a listener right now who is thinking about, gosh, do I lead with negative emotion coupled with some harsh words? Do I do that? How would they see it in their team? What would they see going on every day? Well, when I think about impact to the team from fear, I see kind of three different responses from the people, from the team, from the people that they're trying to lead. And it's the, they have either fight, flight, or freezing moments. And so they, if the leader is leading with fear and someone doesn't like it, they're going to be in constant battle fighting with that leader. And so you might see constant conflict between you and someone on your team. If you have someone that responds with flight, like, I am out of here. I don't do this. I don't let people lead me like that. They just pack up and leave. And then you might have, so if you start to see people exiting the building from your leadership, just do a little gut check, like, is it this? And then the third one is that freezing moment. So you have people that respond by freezing still in their tracks where they won't go do anything until you tell them what to do. And they just stand there with their arms crossed, just tell me what you want me to do. Because I don't like getting in trouble. I don't like all this nonsense. I don't like the emotion and the vocabulary. Just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll go do that. And so you you stifle their thinking. So I would say if you see any of that on your team, fight, flight, or freezing, there could be some leading with fear going on. To your point, you are inhibiting any type of creativity, mm-hmm. any type of out-of-the-box thinking. And Sometimes I do think leaders, and I have seen this, leaders will appreciate those who just say, tell me what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it your way. And leaders are like, yes, 
They're doing it exactly how I want them to do it. This is exactly what I need. Is creativity, is change, is progress really happening on a team like that? And what happens when the leader isn't there? When you're not there and they need to make a decision, what are what are they going to do? They're, they're going to be just stuck, right? Progress is going to stop. And I think leaders who use this tactic and do see people leaving the doorway, oh my goodness. It's like, if you continue to see people leaving that door over a year period of time, two years period of time, and it's pretty consistent, there is an opportunity to look in the mirror and to go, what is it that I am doing as a leader? What are the tactics that I am using? Potentially, it's fear. Maybe it's some other things. But there is an opportunity to really consider, what do I need to change in my leadership? Something is not working. It's not connecting. And it could possibly be fear right? in some way. Yeah. And could I use some other tactic? Could I use some other tool? Could I use some other type of leadership style to get my people to work versus the leading with fear? And at the end of the day, those who are listening, thinking about, gosh, I am pretty emotional. Maybe I do get a little heated more often. I get a little hot under the collar or I use some colorful language. I would say this is a great opportunity to to stop to try something different. Just cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. Just go punch that in the face and cut it out because there's probably people on their team that want to punch them in the face as a leader. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's just well, not... Come on, you know that's the truth. They're yeah. like, oh, God, one more day of this guy. But it may be a high-paying job. It may be a good job. It's just the leader stinks, and that's why they stay there and they either do the freeze or they do the fight back type thing because they they believe in where they are that's just that leader that's a, a real pain. Well, and you know, even the flight, right? You mentioned that they're leaving the company, right? They're leaving the team. I think another outcome of flight can be they're just checked out. They just, they show up, but they're not present. They're not really working. They're not bringing their best. They're not giving it their all, but they're taking up a seat. Right. And they're avoiding, right? They're like, Ooh, they just kind of fly under the radar, like just don't want to be in the presence of that leader. Yeah. Versus seeking them out for help or support or questions or that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you're on the money in terms of avoidance, right? It's here comes that boss. I all of a sudden got to go to the bathroom. I'm out of here. Everybody hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's this other burning question, Pepper, in the back of my mind about is it ever okay to lead with fear? Is it ever okay? Does it ever work to lead with fear? Well, you know, one of the things that you said earlier, and I wanted to talk more about it, and I think this is a good opportunity to come back to it, is you said, I have my own internal fear. And I think that's an important thing to think about, is there is an internal fear that we experience, but there's also maybe an external fear. And so when I think about utilizing fear as a tool to drive growth and development of others or, or creativity, progress, all of those things, I guess for me, I think about it as what is the difference between fear and challenging somebody else or challenging a teammate? And so I, to me, I think that, you know, as I lead and as I encourage people to step out of their you know, their boundaries and, and get 
uncomfortable through growth and learning, I believe there's a place for challenging others. And they may respond with their own internal fear because they're like, gosh, am I going to be able to meet this expectation? Can I deliver this? (laughs) Yeah. And so as long as the leader talks about it, in my mind, they say something like, hey, you know, this might get you frozen a little bit, or this might have you shaken in your shoes a little bit. But let's talk through that because you got it. You can do this. And it's going to stretch you a little bit, but I believe in you. That to me is is how I would answer the question is I don't necessarily think it's fear, but I think it's a genuine push, a nudge. Uh, I always like it when you say, you know, you're kind of encouraging your team to get out past their skis just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I think it's healthy. I, I, I completely agree with you that you're not necessarily instilling fear in them. You are giving them a challenge that is uncomfortable for them. And I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy for someone to have a little bit of that internal fear, let them see how they can get past it. You're helping them get past it because once you start to exercise that muscle, that's where your high performers start to say, oh, I've been in this uncomfortable position before and I got through it. And so I know that there's success on the other side. I just got to get through it. And so I absolutely am right there with you in that a little bit of internal fear can be healthy for your people. Another good comment there, building your team's muscle, their muscle to power through the fear. It's very similar to your earlier comment about identifying the fear and working through it identifying what are the little layers that I can get through or think through, ask myself some questions so I can punch through this with my new muscle. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, right? The minute we feel fear, we go, ah, I'm out of here. I'm going to freeze or fight or flight. And instead, I think good leaders will help their employees or help their teams work through that and build that team muscle. I think that's a great visual. Yeah, I like that. And then the other thing that I think about is not necessarily making it this challenge for the team, but making it more of a reality check or an encouragement. And so I think about sometimes, you know, when you go to a, like, let's just say you're in a industry that is focused on safety and you go to a training and they have either the story or the video of a previous incident or accident, right? They do that to show you what can happen. So it's bringing some awareness for this fear of if we don't do it right, if we don't follow our practices and procedures and things like that, this can happen. So it's more, almost more of an encouragement to do the right thing so that this doesn't happen. So I'm back in that space with you, like there, a little bit of this is okay in leadership when it's used the right way and people understand what you're doing. Yes, I think the conversation is the powerful part. It's the, hey, listen, intentionally, you might be feeling this, but let's talk through why this is important. How do we overcome it? That's the part of the leader. In my mind, the employees looking at you as the leader thinking, get me through this. Help me out here. You're guiding (laughs) me and you're the one who's asking me to feel this. Give me a hand. Throw me a rope. And that's where the leader steps in and says, I got you. You got you. We got this. Yes. Yes. 
We have a method and a process for getting through this. And let me show you what that looks like. All right. Look at that. Our time is over. So I want to know, what are you doing the rest of the day? It's your birthday, girl. (laughs) First of all, I can't believe the conversation's over. That went so fast. Uh, what am I going to do the rest of the day? Oh, I know. I have a I have a shower coming up in right. a couple of weeks. Another shower. I'm telling you, it's shower season. Uh, this one's a baby shower, and so that's always fun. And so I'm in charge of something crafty. I got to make this little fabric swag, and so I am going to be putting that fabric swag together today. What about you? Oh, nice. Did you already get all your material and all that? Did you get all your supplies? I got it. I got it, and I love I love the material. I've never made one of these before, so I'm a little a little bit of fear going on here. Yeah. I'm going to power through it. I'm going to get on Pinterest. I'm going to figure it out. And I'm I'm going to get this baby done. And you're going to watch a Hallmark movie, too. You know I'm going to watch a Hallmark movie. I love my Hallmark movies. I watched one last night. So it cheesy. was so good. <laughs> so I loved cheesy. it. It was with Fonz. Do you, if I said the Fonz to you, do you know who that is? Of course I know who Fonz is. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for thinking I'm so young. Yes, the, it must be my little glow I have going on today. You got your glow. Yes, it was with the Fonz, and I was just uh, man. That took me back to happy days when I was watching that as a kid. The rest of the day for me is decorating my house for Christmas. It's joy and Noel and jingle bells <laughs> happening from the back of the house to the front of the house, and I am stoked. I love it, and it's fun and Christmas carols and all of that. I love it. I love it. So you are decking the halls today. I, am, I can't wait. You're going to have to send pictures so I can see what you're doing. Your tree is always phenomenal. I mean, I wish listeners could see this tree because <laughs> there is stuff coming out of the top, the sides, the bottom. It is jam-packed with some really fun, cool stuff. So fun. I'm looking forward to it. My mom should come over. That's one of my favorite things every year. My mom and I will trim the tree together. And every once in a while, my kids will pop in and go, can I hang that or can I do that? Yeah. But it really is just my most favorite thing to do with my mom is is trim the tree, is decorate the tree. That's cool. That's cool. And it's a little bit early. So is your mom like, uh, okay, I didn't even think, but, but I'll go in with you. Or all she in. in. She's all, all in. in. She is like, you know what? Let's bring it. We need to have some cheer around here. This year has been crazy. And she's just ready to have fun and enjoy it. She loves Christmas, too. So oh, good, yeah. for us, November 1 is just the right time. All right. Those of you who are listening and hanging out with us today, we hope you have enjoyed our conversation around fear. And so curious, have you had a leader who led you with fear? How did that work out? Did you fight, flight, or freeze? What was your reaction in those times? That's right. We want to know. And we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you on social media or on our website at extrashotofleadership.com. Leave us a message there. Leave us a comment on social media. Then go and share this podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your colleagues. Share it with other leaders. And lastly, if you want to hear from us every week, if you really like this podcast, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen. Find us there and then hit the button. Hit the subscribe button. That'll put us in your feed every week. And then come back again for an extra shot of leadership. Those of you who are listening, hold on. Chris is going to do bloopers with that one. (coughs) All right. That's right. Or something else. So, hey, back to, I don't know why I have such a (laughs) choice. 
I don't know why. And to talk about fear with like, let's go look about fear. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, we can stop. All right. Stop.